Hey guys, Michael Malice here. Be sure to check out my weekly podcast, You're Welcome with Michael Malice, now on Podcast One. You might know me from my terrible Twitter, my horrible books, or the nonsense I spout on podcasts like Rogan and Glenn Beck. It's all there. Are you black-pilled or white-pilled for the future of the UK? What is a man? <laughs> what is a man? What is a man? No, what I, is the, I, are you white-pilled I, or black-pilled? No, seriousness, girl. No, 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 I love the Jesse Lee piece of question. <laughs> the fact that you discovered that gives me hope for some of the things that I've still got well, that are missing. Well, if you need James G. Blaine's autograph, you are welcome to it. Of course, being the co-author of How to Have Impossible Conversations makes you the perfect guest for this train wreck of a show. Uh, I, <laughs> new episodes are available every Thursday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podcast One, and wherever you get your podcasts, you are welcome. Hey guys, welcome to CarCast. This week, we're going to talk to Mark Metters. He's the president of the Good Guys Rod and Custom Association. We're going to hear about all of their events, how they've grown over the years. Just a can't miss thing you definitely want to check out. Before we get started, here's Geico. Would you love to save money on insurance? Well, of course, who doesn't love a good deal? Well, when it comes to great rates on insurance for everything, GEICO can help. Insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, RV, even homeowners, condo, and renters coverage. Save even more with a special discount when you bundle coverages. Plus, add the easy-to-use GEICO mobile app and 24-hour roadside assistance, and the switch to GEICO becomes a no-brainer. Switch today and see how you can save. Simply go to GEICO.com to get a rate quote or contact your local agent. Hello, welcome to CarCast. I'm Matt, the moderator. DeAndre here with Bill Goldberg. Oh, man, it's a big travel schedule. I just got back from Colorado as well. I swung by uh, the Pikes Peak Fan Fest, um, my first time going there. Now, I wanted to drive up to the top of Pikes Peak. Uh, so I didn't. Because my stupid... You, went, you didn't freaking go to the top during, during... Well, no, the deals, isn't it the 4th of July? No, it, it, it happened. It's no, it just happened. Uh, so we were there for the fan oh, fest. We saw the race cars. Go to the top. What's your excuse? Okay, my rental car got a flat tire. <laughs> I swear to God, <laughs> I got a flat in the rental car. Uh, I called Hertz uh, all over. I was like, I need to swap out the car or get a real tire on this thing. And every location was closed because basically Hertz is, I don't know, maybe six months out of bankruptcy, and. Uh, you know, recovering. So all these locations were shut down. Couldn't get, I, you know, I just changed it. It took 10 minutes, 12 minutes to change the tire, but it put the donut on. So going up the hill seems easy, but coming down the hill with, you know, oh, I, I don't know. It's just kind of, no I, balls whatsoever. I, I, you're all, you're, you got ABS and you're probably going 10 miles an hour. Think of the people that are going up that hill at like 120 around those curves. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It it was and it started it was starting to rain up there and stuff. So anyway, we just turned it into we just turned it into another thing. But uh, you know, went out and went some other places and hiked and did some stuff out there. But uh, and it was good. It was fun. But uh, didn't make it to the top of the hill. But was there? Um, got to hang out with our friends from Acura. Uh, they're always fantastic. Um, did the fan fest, which takes over the whole town in Colorado Springs, basically. Um, that's a cool event. The hotel we were staying at was right there. So we just walk out the hotel and you're at the fan fest. Uh, you know, so I posted a a handful of uh, photos up on my Instagram stories. I'll, I'll probably do a post so you guys can see it as well, but there's some cool stuff there, some pretty over-the-top cars. Um, it was a good, good crowd. The weather was nice out there. It's crazy because Pikes Peak is almost 1,000 feet of elevation per mile. It's about 14,000 uh, feet and 14 miles. And, mm -hmm. yeah, at the top, people are like, it's, it's 80 at the bottom of the mountain. It's, you know, it's 30 at the top of the mountain. <laughs> and uh, so people are starting to have to dress accordingly to get up there and then – Get out! You're like it's so cold. Uh, so looking forward to doing that again. But it happened at the same weekend as the Goodwood Festival of Speed, the hill climb event that we've been to a couple of times, and that's really turning into a badass event. You know, uh, dude, it always it always was. I mean, I mean, yeah, but it's I now mean, it's. 
better and better. Just just the debuts and the cars uh, that are showing up there, the racing cars, new concept cars, and um, you know some some purpose built kind of over the top things like that that Ford electric van, the super van was kind of cool, and uh, so now we're starting to think that this has to be this should start to be on the regular July schedule. The way we, the way we go to Monterey every year, Adam and I go to Monterey every year, we're, we're starting to think maybe the Festival of Speed needs to be sort of a, you know, at least every other year, just whatever we can make happen. Obviously, it's a big trip, but it's starting to be, turn into something. I mean, it, like you said, it's a cool event, but now it's just... it. It's interesting because I was like, pardon, pardon, yeah. pardon me, it's fucking awesome. It's I awesome. mean, it's not a cool movie. It's fucking awesome. It is awesome. And I mean, how could you get better than that? And it, and and like, <clears throat> I didn't know a hell of a lot about it prior to going, mm-hmm. but obviously, I did my due diligence and looked at that uh, years past, and it seems like they've gotten extremely, they've gotten much more liberal in their entrance and their idea of what entertainment is now. And yeah. so since the sky's the limit and since the industry has just gone freaking way overboard, but in a direction that we all love, I mean, you, you want to see the coolest shit on the planet that's automotive. It's there. It, it, and it's that's not exactly there. It's all up the hill. So, I mean, it, it's, it, it's the coolest event going. I, I think. Yeah. As I uh, was oh, so the past couple of years, as <laughs> the auto shows have, kind of died down a little bit and car manufacturers are looking for other events to debut. Um, you know, Monterey car week was always, you know, the top of, of the list, you know, between the Pebble beach lawn and some stuff at the track and the various events and the Mm -hmm. quail is a huge thing. But as you pointed out, you know, the festival of speed is turning into a place to launch cars, but not just launch it and look at it, launch it and, and, and send somebody launch. up the hill, like literally launch it up the hill. So, yeah. so now they're, you and know, not, and not just somebody, right. Yeah. You know, somebody with a racing pedigree of, of anybody that's worthy of going up that hill, except for guys like me somehow <laughs> got an opportunity. But I mean, to have, Almost any of those entrants that are driving vehicles up that hill, that's an honor for any manufacturer. So, and, and you know, it's not like they're going to, uh, they're not going to hold caution to the wind. They're not going to want to break the first vehicle, but they're going to drive the balls off of it up that hill just to prove yeah. what it is. And what a great proving ground. It's just, a, I mean, the whole atmosphere and the parties before and after, I mean, just in, in the eclectic, combination of vehicles that are there and the people yeah. and the fans. And, I mean, it's just, it's awesome. It's an awesome it truly event. is the coolest event that I've been to. We've, we've got to find our way out to that event again, uh, uh, hopefully next year. Um, it's, it's oh, just man. such a, it's such a, a, a cool thing to go to. And, you know, as much as we love Monterey car week, Monterey has various events throughout the town and surrounding areas, the quail and pebble and the track and the auctions. The festival of speed has everything at one location. Cause it is the event and there's not really anything else. You can't be like, Oh, we're just going to drive seven miles away. And there's another like convention center. That's oh, no, no. Chichester's like, <laughs> it's a right little, in the middle of yeah. a farm. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's a little town and you're all on, you know, uh, the Duke of Richmond's it's property. Like Woodstock, it's like the Woodstock of automobiles. Yeah. The automobile world. You know, right. Kind of. I mean, I, I don't know a great analogy for it, but it's there ain't nothing else going on at that time. If you're a gearhead and you're within, if you're on the planet, you try to be there. Yeah. Yeah, and every every house is being Airbnb, every hotel is booked, and everything is super old. So when you go into a hotel room and you see two like single beds with a sink in between them, you're like, "That's the bathroom," and there's the beds. Like I, Adam and I shared a room, and and uh, like we were in two beds, and basically those beds are so close together, you could basically hold hands all night if you wanted to. And the doors are thin, right? Like you have to walk in sideways. Even my size, you, it feels like you're going into a bathroom. In 
into an airplane, right? And, you know, it's everything is so old and it's so tidy that, uh, you know, it's not I've like had a couple of different experiences being there, you know, a number, not a number, being there three different years. You know, t- Top Gear was kind of close. To that's there right. Too, yeah. But uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's different. I, it's after, different. you know, I've become Mr. Airbnb with this baseball season. In you know the summers, yeah, um, yeah, get Airbnb over there is, is quite the challenge. Yeah, that's for sure. So we've gone out, Chris. We've gone out a few one, times. Like festival gold, speed. It's like the golden yeah. ticket at Willy Wonka's chocolate yeah. factory. If you get an, uh, an, uh, uh, a vacant place, you gotta snap it, no matter what it is. Chris, we stayed at. We stayed, we rented a house out there oh, a couple times, right? So we've done yeah. it a few times. The first house was like on the water. It was kind of a modern looking house. Yeah, I, right? I was Do you remember? Trip, but I remember, I remember seeing the pictures. That, that uh, was you the weren't on that speed. Trip. That was the oh, that was revival. That was revival. Yeah. Gary was with us. Why was Gary with us? <laughs> Not you. <laughs> like, I mean, it's fine. I like Gary. I was just trying to figure out why Gary was. He must have been doing, Adam must have done some live. I think Adam did live shows in London. Mm Right, I I think that's what it was. Yeah, yeah, and then the revival we went to because Nate was filming, so that's that's why we 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 did that. Yeah, that, okay, that makes sense for sure. Um, yeah, that's where we screwed up the rental van <laughs> on the, on that trip. Uh, all right, we're gonna have um, we're gonna have Mark uh, Metters from uh, Good Guys come on in a little bit. Uh, let me know when when yeah, well, and uh, we're gonna get into that, but. You got the new TRX, the second TRX. Uh, this one's all black, right? Which is kind of what you yeah. wanted initially. It's more, it's more, it's more me. You yeah. Know? I mean, now I go out. And, <clears throat> hey, it, it's great. It was great to have the first edition, but as a car guy, you always in the back of your mind are like, yeah, you know, the first edition, you know, number ninety five. Uh, yeah. You, you might you might want to just put it away, and so I never really. I never really romped on it. I never did that jump over the freaking creek like <laughs> yeah. that moron did on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. I, but I really never did it. I never really did. I never really treated it as the truck that it is, right? And so now that, that uh, I've got the Goldberg's Garage version of the new TRX, and it's a, all black, and it's more reminiscent of who I am. And uh, it's it's off already getting wheels and tires. And HRE's uh, new truck wheels are on it, and the, Middles are going on it, and then the uh, bumpers are going on it, and the rigid lights are going on it. So I'm gonna dressing it up like the other one, and then Xbell's got it uh, middle of July to put the PPF on it and ceramic coating everything. And um, but yeah, I'm gonna go nuts out with this one, dude. I mean, the other one is more like a showpiece that I was driving around like a like a showpiece, but now I can drive it like a truck. So. Yeah. In a very long dissertation, that's what I have done. And that's my reasoning behind it. And I, it was wonderful driving it to Houston, putting 700 miles on it and not really worrying about hunting an E85 gas station. Um, granted, it's got almost 300 less horsepower than my other one. But soon it will be equally as violent, but in a completely different way. And I'm questioning whether I'm going the E85 route on this one. Yeah, so the E85, right? There's not a, a ton of it out here in LA. There's a few gas stations where you can get it, and it's not really like it's super cheap, like in in some other areas of the country. Um, and how much E85 fuel you use compared to uh, other, you know, compared to the regular unleaded or the you know whatever the 91 or the 93 as you have it. Uh, it's all I, E85. Yeah. Every vehicle I have other than the new TRX is E85. And it's, you know, it provides you more horsepower, granted, in the end, and it's cheaper, but it also burns faster. And, you know, I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it's not apples to apples by any stretch, but it's a give and take world, right? So it's a choice. So a power it's, wise. It's a, you're on a long, long drive trying to find a freaking E80, E85 place. And that's why I have a reserve 15 gallon tank in the truck. Power wise, with the new TRX, what what are your what are your thoughts? You're going to keep it supercharged. You're going to go turbo. You're gonna, you're you're probably going to come up with something that's more of a pump gas version, right? Like a 93 octane version, right? Because the E85, yeah, you I don't risk. So. 
I'm going to lose, I'm going to lose a little ability to produce horsepower, but I, I think the convenience of being able to stop just about anywhere and get gas. Cause there's good, good super unleaded out here. 93 octane. Yeah. So, um, it's just the E85s are few and far between where I live. There's only two gas stations, you know, around here with it. So I have to strategically do my drives. Um, I, you know, I, I think I'm going to twin turbo it. Like I was talking about with the first one mm-hmm. and, uh, we'll, we'll pump as much horsepower at it out of it as humanly possible. The Magnaflow exhaust will help us a couple, you know, we just threw that on it. So, um, yeah, man. So, so a different twin, iteration of the first version. Twi- twin turbo, but with a street tune, a 93 octane tune on a twin turbo. I'm interested in that. I'm definitely interested in hearing about that, right? I, I'm interested in 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 uh, in his Mario's thoughts on it. Yeah, you know, and I want to hear what direction he wants to go, but I also want him to understand that I'm the one having the hunt for gas stations. Right. You know. Um, you know, for the Mustang Mach 1, that's what I've been talking to John Urist over at Helion Turbo for a while now about doing a twin turbo uh, package mm-hmm. on that, you know, a, a pump gas version, a 91 octane version of of the twin turbo. And, uh, you know, and, and kind of figuring out, like, how that's going to work and what that looks like. And, you know, and his big thing is, you know, we both agree, John and I, that if we're going to do it, it needs to be an emissions legal kit, um, you know, mm-hmm. for California and for, you know, for just sort of some of the story we're telling here as far as the the uh, the EPA stuff that's cracking down on a bunch of SEMA companies and aftermarket companies and racing and all that stuff. So uh, he's got his kit developed. Um, it's making good power. It's good dyno um Stuff And then, you know, he sent the car out here and he's having it fine-tune the calibration at sea level so he can, you know, because I think he's in New Mexico and uh, working on that. And then I believe it went to SEMA Garage to get the emissions testing stuff done. But once we figure out what the, the results are on that, maybe we'll talk to John. We'll have him, we'll have him pop on the episode here and tell us what's going on with uh, just the whole I'd process. I'd be really curious. Yeah, I not just just the kit and the and the power he's making, but just the process. Like, what what did it take for him to to oh, get yeah. this thing, you know, emissions tested and approved and whatever? Assuming it gets all approved, I, I, he feels pretty confident on it. You know, like he kind of knew, you know, this isn't the first kit he's obviously made, so and not the first emissions legal kit. So he, he's familiar with. I I guess he familiar with what the kit should look like, what some of the rules are, how clean it needs to be, you know, what you can keep, what you can't keep, you know, things on the intake track and catalytic converters and, you know, stuff like that. So can you make a bigger horsepower version uh, just by changing the configuration, you know, longer tube headers and more open intake and, you know, you probably can make something that's going to make more power, but he needs to make a good emissions legal kit as the base kit. And then if you want to get into racing and you're not street legal anymore, for, for example, then obviously sky's the limit. Like, you know, what you guys have been doing with you and Mario and gearheads, you know, he builds racing vehicles and they make shit tons of power, thousands. And, uh, and, you know, and there's street legal stuff. Um, you know, and I yeah. say street legal. What I mean is emissions legal. Not all the states have the same rules, so you know, whatever. But an emissions legal version of it. I don't know. So it'll be kind of interesting to see what uh, what he's going to come up with. So um, yeah, excited. I forgot to ask. I forgot to ask him. You you had breached the subject about compound boosting with him at one point because I was fascinated with that Mustang that was out there in Orange County. That silver one, yeah. Um, I'd like to. I'd like to ask him again. Right. So I think, I think when we brought this up, Mario wasn't necessarily the fan of compound boosting, um, and that might be just on the types of vehicles he's working on currently. Um, I believe 
John Uris from Helion did a compound boosted GT 500. Um, but you know, who has a lot of experience in this is Gail Banks. We've spoken to Gail Banks many times and on his racing trucks, like his, I, I don't know, maybe it's a Pike speak truck, maybe it's land speed truck, but he's done a lot of different configurations of compound boost, turbocharging and supercharging and figuring out yeah. what order to put them in. Do you use turbocharge, then supercharge, do you supercharge and turbocharge and, and, uh, just a lot of the configurations of where each fills the gap of the, you know that's oh, left yeah. behind by the other. Um, so he's got a lot of experience. We need to have that conversation, please, dear God. Yeah, so it is kind of interesting because, I mean, yes, there is the thought that you might be able to take your TRX as it is and do a turbo or or two smaller turbos maybe down low underneath the V. So John Uris stealth kit puts the turbos low, like on the sides of the transmission, you know, right, arguably right after the catalytic converter. So the exhaust manifold of the header Mm -hmm. stock would go right into the cat untouched. And then right after the cat, a pair of turbos and then have that feed your supercharger. Now you'd be doing light boost. You may Mm -hmm. get away with three or four pounds of, turbo boost but compounded now the supercharger is doing less work because you're getting you're forcing air into it and spinning it right so now mario's thoughts may be it's not the right type of supercharger mario's thoughts may be it 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 may not work as efficiently or may put some undue stress on the supercharger i don't know i don't know what his testing has been or he may say it's it you know it's it's great you know but i agree with you it's worth looking around maybe getting some thoughts and uh, talk to a few people get mario's thoughts on it as well and and yeah. uh, maybe talk to gail banks talk to john uris talk to a couple guys i know a lot of these guys there's they, no maybe there's no maybe about talking to banks we've got I've yeah gotta get it i've got to get some info man because i Obviously, you trust someone like that, an expert like that, exponentially because they've been doing it longer than anyone else. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so he had a lot of thoughts on it uh, and a lot of success with it. He's built some pretty big power uh, vehicles with this thing, and he's he's done it with diesel as well. He's supercharged diesel engines, which you don't normally see, right? You see a lot of the turbos. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we should have a conversation with Gail. Anytime somebody says you want to have a conversation with Gail Banks, I'm always down to have a conversation with Gail Banks. So uh, he's 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 the he's the most interesting guy in the world. He's that guy. He's, he's the beer guy. Um, all right, so let's bring in uh, let's bring in Mark from uh, from Good Guys, and uh, we'll we'll check in and see what's going on with with them. Okay. Hey, Mark. Uh, we got Mark Metters from, he's the president of Good Guys Rod and Custom uh, Association. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me. How you doing, Mark? I'm good. How you doing, Bill? Doing well. Doing well. Good to see you. Yeah, you too. It's been a while. I think, God, it was Del Mar. Oh, my God. Autocross and Camaro and <laughs> your wife. And We're not all being kinds of good by my wife, as usual. Yeah. That's, you better just fall in line and deal with it, right? A hundred percent, a hundred percent. I want to survive at home, then yes, I, I have to uh, take into consideration that she's a stunt woman and she can tear me apart on an autocross. So yeah. It's all good. Nothing but good memories. Good. Um, That's what good guys is all about, memories. So, Mark, I, I think uh, most people listening are familiar with what good guys is, but uh, why don't you give us a little, a little recap because there's, you know, there's, the events, but then there's the the membership. So just just tell us a little bit about the Good Guys Rod and, Rod and Custom Association. Uh, well, it was founded in uh, 1981. We're going on this year's our 39th year. Next year will be our 40th year. It was founded by my father, mother and father. Um, like I said, 1981. Our, our first events were in Pleasanton and Merced. We'd motate to Merced and uh, now we're a full blown deal. We do 17 events across the United States and about 12 different markets. Um, and like I say, it was founded by my father who grew up in the central Valley, which is where American graffiti 
went down. Mm-hmm. Fresno, Vinuba, Reedley, you know, where they used to all cruised and did all their stuff. Um, so he grew up in that era. And so he was just enamored with hot rods and American graffiti and 32 coupes and, you know, the whole, the whole gamut in the American graffiti. And it just stuck with him. And uh, he just, uh, he was, a, he, he became a salesman. So uh, on his, uh, when he was, you know, at sales meetings with all these other people, they would travel and he would, uh, he was a car guy. Most of the other guys at night, they'd go to the bars and drink. And so he would find somebody in that area that was building a car and he would go to their house, shoot pictures of it and uh, turn that and write a story about it and turn it into the, the magazines back when Street Rider was around, all those magazines. So he ended up with the pin name Gary Good Guy Metters. And his buddy, Bruce Olson, worked for Kodak <laughs> back when it was all about film. Yeah. And Bruce, Bruce would get the film developed. And help him write the story. So it was the, the tag team that did all these these things. It was Bruce Deuce Olson and Gary Good Guy Metters. And so, you know, when he decided to form Good Guys, he, he asked all his buddies, you know, what should I call this thing? What should I call this thing? It was, it was pretty obvious. Good Guys. So, you know, the rest is kind of history. So it started off with um, just uh, a publication, essentially. And then Good Guys... Uh, was basically a, a car club or still is a car club. You can still, you know, you get a membership and you're, you're a part of the car club and maybe you get the, the sure. newsletter and stuff still. But when did the events started coming in? Because now you're doing these, these, these pretty big events and, and they've grown quite a bit over the years for sure. Oh, absolutely. Before the magazine, it was just events. It was uh, trying to pull off events, you know, and I'm, I'm looking at our schedule. We're going here this weekend is Des Moines and it's the, you know, 31st Des Moines, you go to, uh, our longest running deal is in Pleasanton and 38 years, you know, so most of these events are established. They have two decades of, of history with them. Um, but it took a long time to get it off the ground. I remember stories hearing my mom and dad talk, you know, about the first few years, you know, we worked out of the house, out of their house. And so in the wintertime we would, um, we did our events, you know, we, we need to supplement income during the wintertime. So my dad in uh, hot rod magazine ran an ad or actually found Converse high top flame tennis shoes. So that was our wintertime income uh, bought and you could only buy it by the uh, container load. So, you know, he bit off this big deal, ran a little ad in hot rod with the flame Converse tennis shoe. And it was produced back then by life's a beach, which was a company. Anyways, we ordered a, a container load of them and they were selling like hotcakes. It was great. We were writing, you know, back in the UPS book was a little rectangular book mm-hmm. and you'd write in everything you shipped that day. And so the UPS guy was coming in out of the house quite a bit. And we were, you know, sending these things all over the United States and come to find out they were sized about a size and a half off. So if you ordered a nine, we sent you a nine, it was a 10 and a half. So then, all hell breaks loose. There were returns and shipping back and forth and uh, just kind of a, a crazy time. He was just an entrepreneurial guy that, that uh, figured out how to, how to appease that, that age group. Yeah. Right. So the, the events like it in the early nineties, I, my brother and I was, I don't know, 15 years old. We restored a Mustang. We started taking it to some shows and uh, the shows back then were just like just a huge parking lot or or a lawn with a bunch of guys sitting in lawn chairs at the back of their cars and everyone's walking by and 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 looking at the cars and it's great it's fun you get out there you get your little umbrella you get a sunburn you have a you have a beer not when you're 15 but let's just say <laughs> that you're, yeah you're having a yeah. hot dog you're drinking a soda and you're sitting uh, uh, you know uh, in between the cars and your lawn chair and, and and everybody's walking by you have a couple of good conversations and stuff and it's and it's, it's good but the events for you have really grown over the years walk us through the lay of the land like what do you expect to see at a good guys event now everything you know we try to we try to be the leaders of doing these events right a lot of people follow what we do um well like bill knows we came out with autocross right boom oh my mm-hmm. god autocross wow what an awesome deal so you start adding another event and now you look around it's like 
everybody and their mom is doing autocar. You got Optima. I mean, you have, mm -hmm. Bill knows he plays in that arena. Everybody's doing it. Right. So we're always looking for that next thing. Um, but I mean, it's, it, it's, uh, it's a car lover's paradise. Really. It's, you got your swap meet, you got the guy selling the used stuff. You got your vendor selling the new stuff. You got this weekend in Des Moines, we'll have 5,000 hot rods, few thousand, uh, three, 400 vendors, um, and a lot of spectators. Um, but it's a, it's a, it's a car guy's paradise. Really. There's a little bit for everybody. You got, you got your high dollar guys, you got your low dollar guys, you got your in the middle guys, you got your drivers, you got your trailer Queens. We try and appease or, you know, open our doors to everybody and try not to just focus on the high dollar guys because the majority of them are the, are your daily driver show car guys that, that go to a lot of different shows. Uh, so our membership space is, is a, a real variety of cars and people across the United States. Um, do you still, do yeah. you still run any events with auctions? With an auction? No, no. Meekum <laughs> is so freaking huge. I mean, yeah. Are you kidding? In the beginning we started with Dana. Yeah, I'm not kidding at all because I bought my 59 Biscayne at Del Mar. Yeah, and yeah. I, we bought a Speedsport Roadster. I don't know if you were there a year that there was this nostalgia fuel car for sale. My dad grew up with a Speedsport Roadster, and so he bought it, and I got it, and it's sitting around. I got to drag it everywhere, you know. Oh, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, we, we, we did the Dana Meekum deal before Dana Meekum became, you know, what he is today. Yep. And – uh he struggled with it. And we struggled with it. Our, our guy wasn't an auction guy, right? I want to go to Bill's house. I want to drive Bill's car. I want to see how he built it. Then I'll buy it. I don't want to buy it without not knowing. Cause I hear all those horror stories, right? Yeah. hundred thousand dollars, 69 Camaro. And I can't even drive it. Can't even turn the wheel. It you know, goes into the fender. Uh, so that's the one thing about auctions, but they're smoking hot right now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It was, it was a different flavor, uh, for sure. I mean, yeah. you guys had your own spin on it, but you were ahead of the game, a hundred percent. But I, yeah. I think it was, I think it was, you know, unfortunately, I dropped some money there, which is not <laughs> strange thing for me around an auction. But I think it was a really cool addition to what you what you guys offered back then. Yeah, and that's that's what we're constantly striving to. to what's the next thing, right? What's the yeah. next thing? You look in Australia where they do those burnout cars where they just hold them wide open and they come out and they just, yeah. you know, I'd like to figure out how to get that done out here. You know, that might be the next thing. I don't know. You got to appease younger people as we move forward. Well, but, but, you know, thanks to your father and his passion and thanks to you and the family for continuing on and always pushing the envelope for the coolest thing to add to your, your uh, uh, recipe of an event you know, yeah. for our guys and to be able to appease quote unquote, everybody. I mean, that's the best business model in the world, especially the middle class, because that's who wrenches usually on these cars. It's not just the high class guys, but yes. to have something for everybody, it's just like going to the fair Yeah, and but it's a car fair and it's, it's exactly, a, you that's know, exactly and I, right. I, do you guys, do you have any events out in Texas? Because we uh, moved out to Texas about three years ago. Well, guess what? I moved to Texas one year ago. <laughs> My. I'm in Texas right now. The tech, we're, we got offices at the Texas Motor Speedway. Oh, beautiful. Well, so we're you're, sitting, I'm you're right up the road from me, and uh, hopefully it's not – well, actually, we got some rain yesterday, so it's not 100 degrees again today. But um, Where are well, you? Well, good, good to have you. We're, we're down near San Antonio area. Okay. Yeah, I'm west. I'm out in Hudson Oaks, which is by Weatherford, down 20. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. So yeah, I bought some acreage. I got some Longhorns. I'm building oh, yeah. a warehouse there, and we're moving everything out of California here. I'm staring at a kangaroo, a swallow, and a, a whitetail that's sitting in the corner <laughs> of our. So yeah, uh, life has changed exponentially. But if you have some events out here in Texas, I, I'd love to love yeah. to hit them up. I mean, yeah. So we're going to be based. Go ahead. I was speaking of Texas events, uh, there was a little bit of time off during the pandemic, but you, I think, kicked off the the new season with a with an event in Texas. And how I understood it is, uh, it was massive. It was way bigger than anybody had thought. I think everyone was just so yeah. eager to go out and uh, and and yeah. talk to people and to do it in an environment that's outdoors with cars and and not have to worry about being in an enclosed space. 
your Texas right. event was was massive. Was that wait? What was that last year? Toward the end of last year? When? Did yeah, it was last year March. Yeah, yeah. And so the weather, you know, the it's all weather based, man. If you can nail the weather, you knock a big chunk of liability out of your deal. And the weather was a little iffy, but cold. But you know what? They wanted out. We were the first deal open in the last year, so it was. Yeah, it was enormous. How many cars people were everywhere? People everywhere. How many people came out to that, or how many cars came out to that event? Do you recall? Uh, about twenty four hundred cars, about thirty thousand people. Wow! Over the three days, um, it's a big deal. The Motor Speedway here appreciates us, which which um, some places don't, you know, <laughs> and you know that's just business. Um, but yeah, they they're Texas is just a great state. I really, yeah. they're really proud okay. of their state. They care about their state. You know, I come from California. I didn't know anything with California my whole life. I'm 55. This is liberating, isn't it? Oh my goodness. <laughs> Why did I wait so long? I just, yeah, it's all good. So what, what are the requirements to have a car at a good guy's event? Whether you're showing a car or, or autocrossing a car, like what are, what are sort of the requirements? Is there, is there a year cut off, but... <laughs> For the show or for yeah, the autocross or, or all of it? Yeah, it's all of it. It's uh, except for if you're if you're in the swap meet or you have cars for sale area, you can you could have anything, you have a brand new Porsche in there, whatever you want. But as far as registered participants, it's a it's a rolling twenty-five years. So every year it goes up and so we just uh we just kind of started that. So this year it's ninety-seven and older. And uh next year will be ninety-eight and older. And so it'll just move up a year every yeah. year. Can't believe ninety seven is twenty five years ago. <laughs> it's not, yeah, it's like, I know, isn't that crazy? Ninety seven. It's hard to believe. Yeah. And so oh, we were old. founded on. Yeah, I know. It, it's, tough. it's it's hard. Um, but so it was. We, my dad was such a staunch hot rodder, right? So in the early years, it was forty eight and older. I mean, that's all there was. Yeah. You know, it was all about thirty two Fords and forty Fords and all the forties and so and then. NSRA are, you know, it was kind of like us stayed with 48 and older forever, way too long. So my father was smart enough. He, he saw the writing on the wall. We got to open it up to these other guys. So then it went to 64. So it had added in the fifties and sixties cars. And then it went to 72 for forever, basically. And then my father had passed in 2015 and it was time to up the deal. Right. And it's all the weights on my shoulders. I'm like, Oh God, I don't want to screw this up. So we ran different promotions in our magazine, talking to our members, showing them the, the later year cars. We wanted to go to 87. So we showed them the Fox bodies. We showed them the G bodies. We showed them all the cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just wanted to prepare them for the, you know, the next, the next move. And we, we upped it to 87. We built a little Mustang. We showed it SEMA so we could kind of support the movement and, it all went off without a hitch, but coming from a staunch hot rod brainwashing, it is really tough to watch the newer cars go through the awards. And this is my own personal, you know, yeah. thing. Cause my dad was such a, such a diehard. Um, you know, you see a, a 90 Chevy truck come through that that's cool, you know, but nothing crazy. Uh, so it, it just kind of shows you guys got to spread the love. You got to kind of, yeah keep things open, keep them but, fresh, keep them going. I'm here to keep this thing going. So, I mean, but, but you know, there's, there's a pretty active audience out there for sure. We talk about here quite a bit, Honda S 2000s, Toyota Supras, and, and there's, there's a big import car market. And, and some of those are pretty, uh, pretty incredible hot rods as well. You know, if you will, uh, and, it's in the eye of the boulder and it's all about business. And look, so, uh, yeah. right. You know, I, you know, Goldberg here has got a handful of modern day hot rods making big power and they're all kind of custom. And, and, mm-hmm. you know, so we kind of wonder, you know, is, is, is there a thought on, on having a, you know, a limited class or something for some of the modern, you know, modern GT 500s, GT 350s, challengers. Mm-hmm. And to me, uh, that's an entirely different event because okay. I completely, understand where he's coming from because i'm an old school guy i i you know i i couldn't bring any vehicles when it was 52 and older yeah right um you know when it got pushed up to the 60s then i was ecstatic right but 
for all of the modern muscle that I have, I couldn't see them at a good guys event by any stretch of imagination. That's just me. That's yeah. an opinionated view, right? Because for me, that's a completely different named event. Or I, I just couldn't see. I don't know. I mean, from what I, from the identity that I see of good guys, although it's a business, right? So mm-hmm. you can form a different entity and be the good guys, you know, modern muscle event. But a traditional good guys event, and I know it's changing year and year, and the years yeah. have to extend by one lot. year. But yeah. I just, I don't, I don't think modern muscle is, is what I envision. Good guys, yeah, you think of hot rods. Right. Yeah. But we do these events, like our longest running event, that the event I just said we're doing 38 years, that is, a, it's called an all-American get-together. So it's anything year-wise, but it's got to be American-made or American-powered. That's cool. And that is yeah. a massive event for us. Yeah. yeah. Job, and that's in Pleasanton. So, and then on our national events, so like a Columbus or a Del Mar or those, on Sundays, we allow anything year-wise to come in. We call them all American Sundays. Okay. So that's where we get a lot of your Dodge guys with their Hellcats awesome. and their red eyes. Yeah. They go around the autocross, they do the burnout contest, you know, but your handy you're, you know, you're saying, no, you can't, you're, we don't want you Saturday, but we want you Sunday. So, you know, it's a tough, it's a yeah. tough line, but like right. you say, but, business, right? But that's, yeah. that's how you introduce a younger crowd to events like this Correct. is you, you keep the heritage yeah. of the event, but then you, you trickle right. in some, some, the, the new young crowd, not to mention, I'm sure a right. handful of your vendors that are that are selling parts, right, or introducing or displaying parts. They're often making parts. You know, all these new SKUs are for new vehicles, so it, it's a it's a way for them to go. Hey, we've got the newest suspension available or the new exhaust available for you know for your late model car. Um, yeah, but there is a there is a business and there is a responsibility to carry on the old school tradition and you can only do that with the old vehicles. And so, yeah, Yeah. then there's that. Right. Right. And then it, and it trying to start a new event and open, I mean, it's near impossible. Anybody that wants to get into this game today, I would suggest, you know, you got to have a lot of passion, obviously, Yeah, but you know, it's a tough deal to, to create today. I would think. Uh, the other thing, there's two other things that have standed out, stood out to me over with the good guy stuff is um, good guys does a pretty big award, right? And the good guys award has now become one of the top awards for builders to get, you know, obviously there's the roadster show, there's Riddler and now getting, you know, like street machine of the year from good guys, uh, you know, that's. That's one of the the top awards, one of the most prestigious awards you can get in the automotive space. Um, how, how do you think, why do you think that has evolved into being one of the big ones? Because we're good at marketing. <laughs> there you go. That's a great answer. It's a great answer. We're good marketing. We're a marketing promotional company. I mean, that's, that's, that's what we're good at. Um, like I say, it's been built over 25 years. It's not something we just came up with. Yeah. You know, we do, we do top, we do 12 top, it's called the top 12, right? Mm-hmm. So some of them we pick, you know, there's, there's hot rod of the year, street rod of the year, street machine of the year, muscle machine of the year, custom of the year, you know, auto crosser of the year. Right. So after we get our top 12 at the, the very last show of the year, Scottsdale, we get all those cars at Scottsdale to be on display as our top 12. So we pay some, some fuel, we pay some hotels, we get them out there, we take care of them. And that's our top 12 cars. So it's a great promotional piece for us to promote it at Scottsdale. It draws in a, lar- a large crowd, a large, large number of hot rods. And then that's where you can see all 12, boom, in one, one place from all around the country. You know, they all don't come from California. They all don't come from Arizona. They're, they're splintered around everywhere. And so, and you know, if you're into it, you see it online, you see them, you see, but you don't get to see them. So when you get to see the top 12 cars of good guys at Scott's, that's a pretty special deal. I mean, mm-hmm. they're all in one place. I'm not sure you'll get that anywhere else. So yeah, it's uh, yeah, they've, they've come a long way. And then when those guys go to sell those cars, it, and this will tell you how important those awards are is so when they're going across the block, Oh, this is the good guy street machine of the year. Boom. That adds a big old, you know, 
stripe on your shoulder. I, I'm street machining. That adds value to your car that you've got quarter million dollars wrapped up in or whatever else. So yeah, it does mean something. It, it certainly adds credibility. If I'm watching Barrett Jackson on TV and yeah. I see a bunch of really nicely built, you know, resto mods or hot rods, but if it, if it won like street machine of the year or, or a category, uh, I, I I trust that it's a well done car, right? Because the competition is fierce Absolutely. out there, and if you win that, you you're like this is you can rest assured that's a cool car. You don't even need to be there in person. You can you can look at it and go, yeah, I, it looks good on TV, yeah. but you know that's going to be a top notch car because it has that credibility. Now, uh, the other thing that you guys have been have done is you build a car. Are you building a car every year? Yeah. Is it a charity car? Is it a yes. sweepstakes car? It's Tell us giveaway. about it. It's a giveaway. Okay. It's a, it's a giveaway car for our membership base. Memberships, member and registered cars that come to our events. So this year it's a 85 Chevy uh, square body that mm-hmm. Goolsby built. And these, you know, these names that I'm throwing out at these builders, these guys are the best in the business and built and vouch for all these guys. Um, so it's a roadster shop chat. You know, it's a $350,000 C10 yeah, with a late model LS, you know, 4L80, the whole, the whole Megilla. And um, it's promoted through our magazine. We, we do the buildup in the magazine. It's given away in Columbus, which is in two weeks. And then we debut the new one. And the new one is the, uh, it's the roadster shop built it. Uh, it's a, 93 Chevy truck because trucks are hot. Bill yeah, knows that, yeah. I'm sure. Trucks are on fire. And so, you know, when the Roadster shop builds a car, let me tell you, it's state of the art. It doesn't get much better. Mm-hmm. The paint, the finish, the work. I mean, those guys go to the very end of the earth to do things correct. So they'll debut that one. Wow, here's that one. And then Sunday, we give away the previous years. And then so then we take that car. Roadster shop takes it. We, we kind of trade it off. They go to different events and they display it. It comes to our events. We display it. Gets promoted throughout the whole year to the members. Like, hey, register your car. Come to Good Guys. You can win this car. And then at every national event, we pick a qualifying winner. So at the end of the deal on Sunday at Columbus, we pick, hey, Joe Blow, mm-hmm. you're qualified to win this this car next year. We fly them out. We put them in a hotel. We, we dress them up with a shirt. I'm one of the winners. And then next year at Columbus, as we go through the whole year, we pick one at each show. And then all 18 people come to Columbus next year, Yeah, able to win the car. They draw a key. You get in. You, and you, oh, it doesn't start. Or, oh, it fires up. Boom. Balloons drop. Uh-huh. And I takes it right, yeah, right. there. It's a great yeah. program. And uh, the, the other thing that's really caught everyone's attention over the years is, as you said, you now you're working with some of the best builders in the country. And this isn't just a, a slap together like, hey, this is a promotion with, you know, I don't know, with like eBay or something. You know, like these are these are legit top of the line hot rods that would yes. you could you could if you win this thing, you drive this to another show and you're gonna be winning all the awards. I mean, these things are really, yeah. really impressive. Because yeah. right? I've got a chance to see them as they've toured you know, uh, at the events and go, Hey, you know, this is a, this is a really nice damn car. Phenomenal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Phenomenal. Car. It's a really, really right. cool stuff. Um, and I like that, right. uh, that you guys go with different builders, you know, um, I don't know if you've used the same builder more than once, but you've kind of cycled through and got input from, from different people. Sure. Um, and maybe it's just yeah. the type of car that's being pitched or, or, you know, the style of the builder, but it's not always the same. And I, I think that's a, a cool, a cool thing to see out there as well. Yeah. And it's a good thing to promote. Gives you a lot of uh, things to promote and, you know, get people excited and, and people, you know, if you really look at the odds, my goodness, the odds are really, really good for this type of deal. You know, we register 45,000 cars a year. So if your pool's 45,000, that's, that's a small pool compared to a lotto or any of those other kind of uh, sweepstakes yeah, right? deals. Um, yeah. All right. Well, listen, uh, the, I appreciate you being here. It's a great conversation. Uh, good Guys, those are the shows you guys want to check out. You can go to good-guys, 
Com. You'll see the full event schedule. They've got a handful. Of, well, in July, they've got uh, Des Moines coming up the beginning of July, Columbus, Ohio, Santa Rosa, California, uh, Washington uh, as well. So uh, what are you doing, about 15, 20 events? Yeah, 17. We range from 17 to about 20. Okay. Back in the day, we did 32 events. Okay. Yeah. Wow. And a lot of one day deals, one day Volkswagen bug bash or one day muscle car shootout. And we were running pretty hard. And now uh, uh, most of these events now are multiple days or two, three day events, right? So three day. Yeah. yeah. Friday through Sunday. Uh, you know, if you guys haven't gone, um, if they're in the area, you should definitely try to swing by and uh, give it a run through. Um, as, uh, as we've said, the events have really grown into something kind of spectacular over the years between the vendor booths and the cars on display and the autocrossing and uh, just sort of the sights and smells of an event like that are are exciting for sure. So uh, I got to get down to Del Mar again. I, I have uh, I've had less reason to go down there now that Bill's moved away and it's kind of a, a drive for me. But looking forward to uh, well, listen, now that I know that the cutoff is 97, you know, I've got. I've got a yeah, yeah. 95 Lightning and 93 Cobra and then 92 Sack Car and and now all my shit qualifies. <laughs> so, uh, so you can be a good guy now. You can be a good guy. Yeah, they're all 90s cars, but <laughs> uh, well, right. 90s cars are the only cars I can afford. All right, let's go ahead and uh, we'll, we're going to wrap things up. Uh, Mark, I appreciate it uh, for being on the show. You know, um, it's a great. Uh, catching up with you and hearing a little bit about the the family business that you've grown here and um i, I, I love that aspect of it uh great all right talking to you, mark. yeah you too bill hope to see you around man Absolutely. thanks so much mark yeah, uh, if you, ever, yeah, if you need anything i'll uh i'll get my email to you somehow and you just send me an email if you want to go somewhere we'll send you a little care package 100 percent. i sounds, appreciate it sir sounds okay, good guys. appreciate it Uh, All right, we're going to wrap things up here as well. So listen, until next time, keep the air in the spare and the bag in the wheel. For the latest updates and call-in times, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CarCast Show. If you'd like to write in, fill out the form on CarCastShow.com. And don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes. CarCast is a Corolla Digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana. For more information, visit carcastshow.com. Would you love to save money on insurance? Well, of course. Who doesn't love a good deal? Well, when it comes to great rates on insurance for everything, GEICO can help. Insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, RV, even homeowners, condo, and renters coverage. Save even more with a special discount when you bundle coverages. Plus, add the easy-to-use GEICO mobile app and 24-hour roadside assistance, and the switch to GEICO becomes a no-brainer. Switch today and see how you can save. Simply go to GEICO.com to get a rate quote or contact your local agent. Are you a licensed massage therapist looking to make a real difference in people's health and wellness? Look no further than Worldgate Spa. Join our team of dedicated professionals committed to enhancing the lives of our clients through the power of massage therapy. At Worldgate Spa, you'll not only transform lives, but also receive a $100 sign-on bonus as our token of appreciation for your skills and dedication. Take the first step towards a fulfilling career. Apply now at Worldgate Spa and let's make wellness a priority together.